This is Anne. And Lita. And this is Vodka Lemonade Stand. Yay! All right, so this week we are talking about teen vampire media. Yes, everyone's favorite. Because <laughs> last week, I how did Vampire Academy come up? Do you remember um, how that came up? I don't. Okay, well, somehow the <laughs> terrible, terrible movie Vampire Academy came up, and mm-hmm. I promised Anne that we would watch it, and she asked if it was worse than Shadowhunters, and it I is. said yes, or sorry, not Shadowhunters, the Mortal Instrument, yes. City of Bones. Yes. And you can now safely say that it's, I was right. It's much right? worse. Mm-hmm. But I think it knows it's worse. Like, I think they knew going mm-hmm. in, like, this is a full-on silly movie. And I think Mortal Instruments tried to be serious and ended up being silly. Okay, I have a question. Do you think it, like, do you think the script was initially silly? Or did it become silly? Kind of like what happened with that one movie um, with Channing Tatum and Eddie Redmayne, Jupiter Ascending. Jupiter Ascending. Because, like, I don't think that started out as silly as it ended up being. Okay. Like, so your your argument is that Jupiter Ascending, they realized as they were making it that it was silly, and they leaned into that. That's just what I've heard. I still haven't seen Jupiter Ascending, because no one has gotten drunk it. enough to watch it with me. We should do that next time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, I, I watched that at Baghdad Theater. And Ooh, you saw it in with, theaters, with themed Whoa. cocktails and everything. Uh, it was absurd. Even after a couple of drinks, I was like, "This is a silly." Bees movie. can sense royalty. That's the only thing that, I know. Bees I mean, that is the, that is the main takeaway. I will say that film. Um, <laughs> but yeah, if I mean, if we're saying that that's an example of people realizing that they they're making a silly movie and just going with it, I I'm more inclined to believe that Vampire Academy they realized it was silly and they just mm-hmm. went for it. Where Mortal Instruments they fully believed the entire time that it was going to be the next big thing and then yeah. it was not one day when i care enough i'll like get the vampire academy audiobook and we'll finally know for sure <laughs> which <laughs> which way oh, it was supposed yeah. to go because i can i just yeah i think the script is silly because the main character and what is her name again her name is rose yeah hathaway rose hathaway, rose hathaway. oh nice um she's snarky in a way oh, that she's feels sassy as hell. very self-con mm-hmm. like self-aware not yeah. self-conscious mm-hmm. um which is entertaining yes but also you're just like okay i guess this is like a fun romp mm-hmm. um yeah and i think it falls into what a lot of vampire teen media falls into which is having to do a lot of explanation of the mythology yes. and this is what yes. we were talking about earlier today when we were mm-hmm. watching the originals is I was like, wait, what powers do these people have again? What are the rules here? Vampire Academy is very serious about this, but pretty much right away, they're like, okay, here's the rules. Like me, Rose Hathaway, I'm the narrator and I'm sassy. I'm a Dompier, which is like a half human, half vampire thing that like most vampires are. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and they're like servants and bodyguards to the Maroi, which is like royal vampires and very like classy and blonde and like almost Aryan <laughs> Always in a blonde. kind of a weird yes. way. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, and meanwhile, there's like the bad vampires, which are, what are they called again? The, Stra- the Strigoi. Strigoi, which are like the vampires that we all culturally know as being like vicious and attacking you and you know, having super strength. And- but almost like vampires mixed with zombies because they're like very yeah. like... They're like rabid vampires. Yeah, they are. Vampire Academy makes the argument that like, no, no, there's like 
classy, like tame vampires that like aren't gonna hurt you, but like they still need to feed on blood. But like it's not a viciousness thing. I and they also have magical powers. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they have magic. They're like vampire wizards. Yeah. So this is Vampire Academy, the source material. Somebody read a lot of Twilight and a lot of Harry Potter, and they're like, I could do this. Mm-hmm. And so they gave a shot. They gave it their best shot. And this is what we got. They did. Um, yeah, I think the problem with Vampire Academy, and I wonder how much of this is like a movie problem versus source material problem, is that they just like set up so much of their own shit that they did spend like the first half hour of the movie trying to get you up to speed. Yeah, I feel like we got dropped into the second book. Yeah. And I don't know what the... We'll have to research later. Mm -hmm. But I feel like there was an entire book's worth of events before the movie even starts. It's true, because it feels like they're playing catch-up with you. Like, oh, we left the academy and we were on the run. Yeah, remember when we ran away? Remember when, like, this Mm. teacher went crazy and advised that we run away? And the car accident where all of the vampires died, even though we're led to believe that vampires are a lot more indestructible than just being killed in a car crash? What's her friend's name? The princess? Yes. Um, oh, my God. I'm going to Google it. Yeah, you should. <laughs> um, and we'll see who remembers first, Google or Lita. Because I think she she went by, like, a nickname. Mm, I just... They call her princess all the time. Yeah. Okay, so it's Vasili, Vasilisa. Oh, and that's who, why we don't remember, because it's not a real name. But what do they call her? Uh, Lissa. They Lissa. call her Lissa. They there we go. Lissa. We got we got there. We got there in the end. Australian, of course. They're all Australian. When we talk about the originals, I'm going to talk about how many of those actors are Australian. It's more than one. But yeah, she's like Vasilisa Dragomir, and Jesus. she has this bodyguard in in Rose Hathaway. So <laughs> who weighs yeah. like all of eighty pounds? But I mean, whatever. It's yeah. fine. It's Hollywood, so girls can't weigh more than eighty pounds. Yeah, and I'll say, you know, it was kind of a fun movie. It's pretty out there. Mm-hmm. A wonderful surprise in this movie was the casting of Claire Foy. Oh, my God, I know. <laughs> because when I first watched it, The Crown hadn't come out. So I had no reason to know who Claire yeah. Foy was. Yeah, because she was like this unknown actress. And mm-hmm. I'm watching it after two seasons of The Crown. And I'm like, is that Queen Elizabeth? Yeah. As this like kooky Vampire Academy teacher? Yes. It was. Yes, it was. <laughs> Which was a trip. As we were watching, we were like, thank God Vampire Academy didn't do better, because then Claire Foy might have never been Exactly. Queen Elizabeth. If there had been sequels to this, we would have been trapped with somebody else. So it all, it all worked out. At it, all, it all worked <laughs> out how it was supposed to. And also, imagine if Vampire Academy had multiple sequels and Dominic Sherwood had been trapped in that franchise. And hadn't gone on to do Shadowhunter, something similar but infinitely better. Yes. Yes. Dominic Sherwood as Jace is so much more fun. But I will say oh, Dominic yeah. Sherwood in Vampire Academy has the oh, plus of... Oh, he's hot. Oh, mm-hmm. he's hot. Oh, and it's because of his real accent, right? He's using his English accent. Because I always forget he's British, but he is. And Dominic Sherwood, like, that sounds pretty British. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and he's not, like, highlighted blonde, which mm-hmm. I also it's think much helps. It's more subtle. Um, but the accent, I think the accent carries. I think that's the most significant yeah. factor. He doesn't have, like, the alt-right haircut that he does <laughs> in Shadowhunters. <laughs> Oh, sad. We should talk to the hair intern at Shadowhunters. Cut it. Cut it. Cut it out. Cut it out. Just 
It just... It's a little alt-righty. Like, let's, <laughs> let's turn that around. And it's like, it's not your fault. It's just the way the culture's going. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, yes. So, he... That's how him and Sarah Hyland met, RIP, uh, whatever yes. their couple name would be. I don't care enough to come up with one off the top of my head right now. Dominic... No, it's, that's too high effort. Uh, just don't care. But, yeah, Sarah Hyland played a truly delightful character, I'll say. She did. Yeah, she did. She was the like okay, but I hate the trope of the nerdy girl who no one likes who's actually gorgeous because again, it's Hollywood. Mm-hmm. So her only issue is she has glasses. I know. Like that was the It's like poor little rich girl who has everything in the world and glasses and therefore she's not popular. And she's like kind of a weirdo, but also it doesn't matter like I don't know, does it matter how weird you are if you're really hot? I feel like it doesn't. No. I'll say from my high school experience. That's a bad moral. Sorry. We forgave a lot of people for being really weird as long as they were attractive. You know who you are. Ooh, ouch. <laughs> we'll get into that later when we're drunker. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Um, this week we are on three vodka lemonades instead yeah. of two. So we're like. It's lit. It's. <laughs> yeah. That's we'll, have a, we'll have a Twitter poll at vodka lem stand. About what is our sweet spot in terms of oh. drunkenness, and that will just be prescriptive for how much we That's need to drink. Idea. Ahead that of time means for next time we have to try four. <laughs> we just have to declare what what drink we're on at each at each point. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what else is there to say about Vampire Academy? They were definitely geared up for a sequel oh for sure they set it the up and end, everything there's like a weird like yeah. bat cave Clara Foy comes back and she's a strugoi now and she's like we're gonna get them next time and you're like ooh and Intrigue. then <laughs> there is no nothing next time. never <laughs> but it's so like that could have been what happened to the mortal instruments like we can mm-hmm. appreciate that somehow someone um sought to bring the mortal instruments back as a tv show Bless them. We'll find out who it is, then we'll write them a beautiful thank we you note. We should write and them, give them a flowers, thank you note. Honestly. Okay, that's on our to-do list. Told us to it. Yeah. Like, at us. And be like... Hey, did you ever write <laughs> yeah, so-and-so exactly. a thank you note? Exactly. Or, hey, it was my uncle so-and-so who did that. Oh, yeah, or tell my, us if you know. my cousin so-and-so, my aunt so-and-so. God bless that We're show. We're very grateful. Whatever freeform executive or whoever that was. Yeah. So on a scale of uh, hmm. of Mortal Instruments to Shadowhunters... Uh, nah. Vampire Academy is closer to Mortal Instruments, but ahead of it. And then Shadowhunters is what it maybe aspired to be. Mm-hmm. Would you watch a Vampire Academy TV show if it was in the style of Shadowhunters? It would depend on a few factors. It would mm-hmm. depend on mm-hmm. one, who was in it. Yeah. Like who um, they cast as the Russian older bodyguard oh, yeah, we guy. we didn't even talk about the really inappropriate relationship between Rose and her teacher. Yeah, like self-defense teacher or like... Because the Dragomir, which are apparently the kind of vampire that most vampires are, their main role in life is to be bodyguards for the Maroi, which are the royal vampires. And there's weird dynamics about that because the way... Dompier. Uh, Dompier. Yeah, Dompier. Mm-hmm. I might I got have you, girl. it wrong. The way a Dompier is made is a Maroi, like, mates with a human. A commoner. So you're breeding your own bodyguards, and I find that offensive. But hey, yeah, they don't get into the politics of it. <laughs> it's unquestioned in the universe. Um, but I'm like, well, if I'm gonna do some analysis on the problems in this society, I know where to start. Yeah, it's not great. But anyway, 
speaking of impropriety, mm-hmm. Rose kind of has like a flirtatious like romance with a like couple years older. Oh my gosh, significantly here, older. Who's like Russian mm-hmm. and very brooding and but has he doesn't sound the worst hair. Russian at all. But, but he, he is Russian. Is. We checked because we were like, what is this fucking? Yeah, accent? we're thinking he must have learned English like in Ireland, and that's why he sounds. <laughs> He did sound Irish in a couple. He did. And and that happened. So, like, maybe that's what happened. But it's very confusing because I'm like, there's no way this guy's Russian. And we look it up and he's genuinely Russian. He totally was. So it's just not the Russian accent we're used to hearing or must must not be. It's a vampire Russian. Uh, Ah, vampire. That one makes sense. Yeah, because the teeth alters the whole thing. I hear you. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. Um, Sorry. What were we talking about before we got to? Oh. He just had the worst hair. Yeah. Um, sorry, Vampire Diary or Vampire Diaries. Oh my gosh, Vampire Academy <laughs> TV show. We'll get sorry. to Vampire Diaries. Oh next. god. Okay, Vampire Academy TV show. It would depend on who was in the cast. Mm-hmm. Um, it would depend on what network it was on. Mm-hmm. Um, I would probably like tune into the first episode. Yeah, like, I you would never give it know. A chance. Like Shadowhunters was such a step up above the Mortal Instruments. So like know there's always some hope there i mean the source material from what we could garner wasn't great Mm -hmm. Um, but you can you can do a lot with a little yeah like the mm -hmm. forrest gump book sucks Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but forrest gump movie is a classic yeah and i wonder how much it would have been improved if there had been like 80 percent less exposition you know yeah that like really brought it down exposition embedded in over time which Shadowhunters I think does well mm-hmm. instead of just like shoved on you right at the top yeah because yeah they embed it into the different like like we learned the thing about Seelys when about how Seelys can't lie when mm-hmm. um Izzy was hooking up with yeah what's his face yeah Nelly and Shadowhunters Orn, yeah jalapeno and face. then it's and then it's <laughs> it's uh it's like reintroduced like over and over mm-hmm. we get like little reminders like yeah. oh but Seelys can't lie mm-hmm. and it's like yeah but they manipulate the truth like every time we bring up that yeah. aspect of Seely culture very, like, in the Shadow Hunters universe yeah and not just like okay here's the deal we're gonna explain this yeah entire like in the middle of this fight sequence yeah, we're gonna so pause dumb. and put some t- literal text on the screen did they do that? Oh, they, they did. did. They spelled it You're out right. Oh, that it was, was a, a little bad bit cringeworthy. Choice. That was a bad choice, friends. But, uh, you know. <laughs> and maybe that, like, did open doors for, one, Dominic Sherwood to mm-hmm. get the role in Shadowhunter. Yeah, he because proved he, he got could play, cast. yeah, like a brooding supernatural type. Mm-hmm. And then, um, what's her face? Zoe, how do we say her last name? I have no idea how to say her last name. Uh, I could take my best guess. It's spelled like Deutsch. Oh. But I'm just going to say Deutsch. Okay, Zoe Deutsch. If your name is Zoe Dutch, then spell it Dutch. If your yeah, name is Zoe fair. Deutsch, then spell it the way that you spell mm-hmm. it. Okay. Um, that opened the door for her to be in Richard Linklater's movie. Like, because I think that was her first, like, bigger role, like, movie Is that the role. Texas college baseball movie that I mm-hmm. love? Yeah. Yeah. Bless Everybody wants some exclamation point, exclamation point. Bless that film. I love that movie. Tyler Hecklin is in it, a.k.a. my friend's cousin. Mm-hmm. Ooh. I know, but there's no connection there. Lita has I have strings a to pull. Weird in. <laughs> I don't think it would ever work, but he's also super religious, so that's just like oof. Oh, Tyler Hecklin. Yeah, uh, like oh. there was this really funny story about Holland Roden, who played Lydia in Teen Wolf, was set up on a date with Tyler Hecklin pre-Teen Wolf. Oh, because she was in Grey's Anatomy. I watched. An episode. Oh yeah, she was. Um, but right they were, episode. <laughs> they were set up on a date, and 
in her mind, I have no idea what he thought, but in her mind, it went really poorly, and she nicknamed him Christian Abs. I mean, yeah. Which, but, like, if your religion is half of your nickname, like, that seems Big part of your life. Yeah, so that just wouldn't fly, I don't think. Anyway, that was a side note to a (laughs) huge degree. Anyway, bringing it back, um, I guess if Vampire Academy was able to, like, introduce these actors to a... Yeah, like, something to put in their reel, something yeah. to put in their resume. Yeah. Uh, you know, introduce, like I said, you said before, Dominic Sherwood and Sarah Hyland, and that's worth it. Oh, yeah. Because then we got to have Sarah Hyland in an episode of Shadowhunters, which is delightful. We did, yeah. Uh, as the... She never would have done that otherwise. The Sealy Queen. never would have done that. The Sealy Queen, who can't yeah. tell a lie, but can manipulate oh, the, the crap out of the truth. sucks. <laughs> Barf. So, <laughs> overall, <laughs> worth watching if you're a fan of a number of other things, but with a grain of salt, knowing that, like, it's just it's just pretty much just for fun. Don't watch it expecting it to be good. Like, yeah, I want to be really clear then, about that. And then listen to the episode of How Did This Get Made, right? Oh, my gosh. Okay. Which I haven't yet, but you did. I did. So I had never listened to How Did This Get Made, and this will, like, come full circle later on in the episode. Um, but they had an ad for it in an episode of, I think, Love It or Leave It. Um, and I was like, oh, that sounds so interesting. And so I went and I listened to the one of um, Fate... And the fate of the furious, because I fucking love the Fast and Furious movies. We'll get there eventually. And then I listened to the one of Vampire Academy. I was like, I can't believe these three adults watched Vampire Academy and recorded a 90-minute podcast about it. And it's delightful. Highly recommend. They're going to have, like, a much more in-depth take and, like, more, like, Hollywood take um, as opposed to our, like, culture take. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, we don't have any insider information. Oh, my God, Aside no. from what we can read on the gossip blogs. Yeah, I mean, actually, I feel like I have a lot of in- more insider information than most, but just because I care you more keep than up, most. You keep up with things. I do. You're tuned in. I do. And that's great. Thank you, Anne. So, yes. Since watching Vampire Academy, we started the originals. Mm-hmm. Which was what, what we were watching earlier today. We were watching it earlier today. I realized when I um, was in the bathroom peeing, typical. Uh, <laughs> Classic sorry. Rita. Classic me. Um, I realized that the when I watched the first half of the first season, it was 2014. Oh, it was spring of 2014. It was almost four years ago. You're... Which is why I don't remember anything. Well, yeah, because your brain was taken up with studying. Yeah, well, and I was writing my thesis at the same time, yeah. so... Mm-hmm. I, anything that happened in spring of 2014, I don't remember. That's fair. I was just saying the other day, like, I the whole, there was, like, uh, this whole, like, Slenderman stabbing oh, thing God. happened during that oh. time. And it comes up because these girls are just getting sentenced, like, now. Yeah, they are. Um, But I'm like, that happened? When did that happen? And I'm like, oh, I, I, it happened in 2014 when I was only paying attention to school. Mm-hmm. Anyway, another little roundabout we took there, but we've been watching the originals and we both watched Vampire Diaries. I am going to mix up Vampire Academy and Vampire Diaries at least one more time. Yeah. So I'm just going to like say that now. They're very different. They're super different, but only one word apart. Um, But Anne and I stopped watching Vampire Diaries. We found out at the exact same moment. Totally independently and separately. Totally independently. We were not friends then. Yeah. I mean, we like had been friends 
and then took a, like a long, long, long break. That's true. We had a hiatus. But we hadn't reconnected yet. <laughs> it's true. Um, but we both stopped watching when who put Stefan in the weird vault and threw him into the lake? Do you remember who that was? No. Was it original Stefan? Whose name I don't remember? Because everyone has like their original doppelganger, right? I don't know. Oh my God. I don't remember. It's so fucking convoluted. Somebody put Stefan in a coffin. No, it was like the, he was like the teacher. Alaric? Not Alaric. The other teacher with blonde, with brown curly hair. The teacher Who with brown wanted curly to breed hair. more hybrids. Um, There's a lot of very involved plot lines on Vampire Diaries and I haven't I want to rewatch actually, time. but now I'm looking at the Stefan Salvatore Wikipedia page. I do Wikipedia treasure a page. lot of those characters. So I'm going to find out. Who put him in the... It might have been Damon. I feel like it wasn't. But, I mean, who knows? It couldn't have been Bonnie. Bonnie was dead at the time. Oh, bummer. Okay, what what season would that have been? Like, five? Yeah, would it have been... Was it Katerina? Is that her name? Mm. Or Catherine? Silas. See? Yeah, it was Silas. No, that's what I said. Silas? Silas was um, the shadow self... Yeah, he's Silas is the original Stefan. He's the doppelganger. Oh. So Silas put Stefan in the safe and throws him in. Okay, it's a river, not a lake. My bad. I'm Googling it so that I can remember. <laughs> yeah, so Silas. Oh, okay, here we go. Silas was the one who created the immortality spell 2,000 years ago. Um, but as nature creates a balance for everything, it created a version of Silas that could be killed, a shadow self, which ends up being Stefan. Silas then locks Stefan into a vault and drowns him in the river. But he's a vampire, so he can't actually drown. This is drown. so involved. Like, that's a poor use of words. Um, so he's in the safe for three years, and then Damon and Elena figure out that well, Silas... okay. <laughs> okay, anyway. Speaking of vampire rules... <laughs> The rules in Vampire Diaries make no sense because they make it up as they go along. Like, what part doesn't make sense? Just because it's like this whole, like, oh, there's doppelganger stuff. And then, like, 2,000 years ago, there's a spell and there's witches, but also there's hybrids. Like, it's very hard to keep track of. It's complicated. I will give you that. To the best of your ability, I would like a special request. Oh, my God. Please explain the supernatural rules of the Vampire Diaries universe. Including oh no the rules for vampires, <laughs> okay. werewolves, okay. and witches, but like only as much as it matters. Okay, so I haven't watched Vampire Diaries since my junior year of college when my friend and I, I was re-watching it with her, but she was part of, I mean, Wesleyan was super liberal and ridiculous, so they had these like co-ed communities or societies. And she was in one, and we would always watch Vampire Diaries in their basement on, like, the big projector screen. Mm-hmm. And dudes would hang out in there all the time and be like, oh, what is this, like, stupid show that you're watching? But then they would all yeah. get involved. It's and it's actually genuinely a good show. No, it is. And they would all be like, wait, how do they turn into vampires? Wait, how did this happen? Exactly. Wait, how? And so we eventually made a, like, cheat sheet answering all of those questions. Oh, good. So you have like, the expertise. Yes. Well, I don't, this was 2013, <laughs> Anne. Okay. At one point, you had the expertise. At one point. Okay. So let's start with vampires. So vampires are created when a human dies with vampire blood in their system. Mm-hmm. Right? So if you drink vampire blood and don't die, you're good. Yeah. That just heals you, mm-hmm. which we remembered when we were watching the originals, um, which was how Caroline became a vampire. Because, I mean, I don't remember how she got hurt, but like Damon 
or Stefan. I don't know. Somebody someone someone her fed, her, fed her blood and then she died mm-hmm. and then she woke up as a vampire. So mm-hmm. it was like all tragic. Good. Uh, <laughs> you say tragic. I say good. Um, <laughs> I just remember it being very painful. Her That's like realizing fair. she's a vampire. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that is how you become a vampire. Um, what other aspects should we go into? There's Vervain. Vervain hurts vampires and humans can take vervain to avoid being mm-hmm. compelled it's, by it's vampires like vampire kryptonite yeah it is garlic juice mm-hmm. um let's see here what else what is an original oh, okay so the original family are the original vampires so god i don't remember when they were Viking, Viking like times. Viking time. Okay. Yeah. So it was like just normal human family, but the mom was a witch mm-hmm. and the mom wanted to protect her family. Um, so she cre- from werewolves from werewolves. So she creates a spell that makes them immortal and mm-hmm. impenetrable and very powerful. Um, and so they become the original vampires, but little did they know dun, dun, dun. that she had had an affair with a werewolf. Uh-oh. And so one of her sons, Klaus, became Niklaus. a hybrid. Yeah, Niklaus became a hybrid vampire werewolf. What? Ah! <laughs> um, and you don't become a werewolf until after you kill someone, mm-hmm. which I just said to Anne as we were watching the originals, I was like, how are there so many fucking werewolves? Yeah, who are these people? It's like a lot of murder. Murdering it. So you get, if you're a werewolf, you need to be first bitten by a werewolf and then kill someone? Or are you born a werewolf and then it comes out when you murder someone? werewolf. Interesting. I think you can also get bitten by, both. I think, yeah, but I think part of it is a... Because in Teen Wolf, it's both. In Teen Wolf, it's both. You can be born Um, a werewolf and you can get bitten and become a werewolf. Yeah. Anyway, um, which is in contrast to Vampire Academy because the Maroi are born (laughs) and the Dampier are bred, I guess, and the Strigoi become Strigoi when a Maroi vampire overfeeds on a human and kills them Mm -hmm. and takes the death inside of them and becomes Strigoi. So in that sense, it's very much like an Anne Rice vampire Mm -hmm. where if you feed on someone until they die, it does bad things to you. Mm Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of shared inspiration in vampire mythology, and it can be very hard to keep track of. It is hard to keep track of, especially, I think, when a show goes on for as long as the Vampire Diaries went on, because after the originals got their own show, they were like, oh, fuck, like, now we need to up the ante mm-hmm. some other way than with the original vampires who can't can't be compelled, can't be killed, like... How do you, you make know? that interesting? Yeah, they're yeah. overpowered. Um, so then they had all of the original <laughs> doppelgangers oh, show good. up. Yeah. Um, What's a doppelganger? Oh, God. Okay. So, yeah, as I was reading with Silas, like, the spell that created, I think, the immortality has, like, a fail-safe, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they make a yeah, version of Yeah, because witchcraft them. is all about balance. It's mm-hmm. a... It's a- guiding light in the vampire diaries universe is if you're doing a spell then it costs something Mm -hmm, exactly so it like makes another version like a killable version Mm -hmm. um so i can't remember who elena's original some eastern european yeah something like that um because then you have catherine and that 
started the whole Damon, Stefan, love triangle shenanigans Perfect. because they saw Elena and they were like, oh my gosh, she looks like Catherine. This crazy love. bitch that we were in love with in like the 1800s because yeah. Catherine was off her rocker mm-hmm. and turned them both into vampires. And they were like drawn to Elena. And it's like, how fucked up do you have to be? Like psychologically, don't you realize how messed up that is? Oh my gosh. Yeah. The psychoanalysis of the vampire diaries in original universe, original universe. Because we were just saying earlier, like, what is this, like, tension between the originals? Like, as siblings, <laughs> it feels very sexual. And we were like, have they hooked up? And we are like, uh, maybe? Well, because <laughs> Elijah just came back in the episode mm-hmm. of the originals yeah, that like we were watching. Yeah, through the first season of the originals. Yeah, so he had been daggered because the only way... You can't really, like, kill an original, but you can, like, put one down. Yeah, you can, like... Uh, like I think of it as, like, putting, like, a butterfly in a pin and pinning it to the wall. But if you were to unpin it, it would fly around again. Like, mm-hmm. that's what you can do to an yeah, original. exactly. So if you have the special silver dagger and you dip it in the special white ash and mm-hmm. you stab them in the heart, then they're, like, put down for a while. Um, well, little, put down... Take a little nap. Yeah, until you take the dagger out, right? So um, Elijah comes back. And before he had gotten daggered, there was, like some vibes between him and Haley, aka Klaus's baby mama. Who's a werewolf. Who's a werewolf. So she has a weird hybrid baby who's mm-hmm. healing her while it's inside. Which Very intense. It's just all sorts, of, all sorts of stuff. Um, but Elijah comes back and I was like, ooh, there's some tension. Like I want something to happen. But Rebecca happened to be on the screen uh-huh, when uh-huh. I said that. So Anne and Maggie both turned to me. They're like, Lena, but- they're siblings. <laughs> Ew, Lena. <laughs> um, but at the same time, like, eh. Who knows? Yeah. And then I said incest is in 2018, which I don't condone. That was mostly a <laughs> Game of Thrones joke. Um, incest has been in since 2013. Because <laughs> that's when Game of Thrones like started. Oh. Yeah, but that was like, okay, so the differentiation. That was different. That was Lancaster incest. Well, no, the differentiation Not I like Lancaster, to make were they? is like, one, they're twins. Gross. Mm. And two, they know they're siblings. Like, yeah. and... Brother Whereas and sister. John and Danny don't know yet. John and Danny don't know yet. And their aunt and nephew. And it's, it's different, guy. And they're not like knowingly having children That's true. who are crazy. She thinks she can't have kids. Doesn't matter. She does think she can't have kids. Okay. Anyway. So it all connects. Incest. <laughs> <laughs> that was a fun sight. But I mean, I feel like there's a reason that klaus keeps killing all of his sister's boyfriends and it's not just because he doesn't think anyone's good enough for her and as i said they're only half brother and sister yeah (laughs) oh god Um, anyway watch the originals (laughs) who knows what's gonna happen um okay what else should we talk about where the original... Well, first of all, it's super sexy. It's set in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. And Marcellus. Oh, my gosh. Marcellus is so hot. Oh, my God. He's and he's so supposed attractive. to be, like, the bad guy. But every time he's on screen, I'm just like... Ooh. I know. He's so attractive. And Joseph Morgan is, like, a little funny-looking. Joseph Morgan plays Klaus. Mm-hmm. But he's such a good actor. And his character commits, is so compelling. so hard. That you're just like, oh, my God. Like, yeah. I mean, and he, his because the character is so dramatic yes, klaus correct but it works and he makes it work and mm-hmm. i'm like oh, props mm-hmm. we were thinking i was like has he he should get like an emmy he should get at least a teen choice award yeah i don't think he has we'll give check. this man an award of some kind he's doing a good job he is no he's a fantastic actor um every 
like honestly most of the people on vampire diaries and the originals are really good yeah, actors. they don't mess around on that they show they don't that's because the cw has high standards thank you very much okay anyway um it's i mean it's a really compelling show it is and i say that because i came in with like pretty low expectations to be honest i was like well this will be fun I, like mm-hmm. vampire diaries is really fun but we're getting to the point where we've gotten enough exposition, which is well executed is. and doesn't feel boring, like a lot of times exposition can be. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh my God, like I thought that there was like clear heroes and villains. And now I'm like, no, like everybody, I empathize with all of them. Mm-hmm. Everybody's motivations make sense. Yep. And they're all just doing their best. And they're all really sexy. So it's a good show. It is. No, the mystery is unraveling in a really, because the way that, the originals is set up is that Marcel, who is this vampire who was once a kid that um, Klaus rescued from mm-hmm. a plantation. Yeah, like identified with. Um, so he rescues him, raises him with their family, um, and eventually they all end up in New Orleans together. And Klaus has since turned Marcel into a vampire. Um, but then they leave New Orleans because their crazy dad is chasing yeah. them, right? Who's a vampire hunter. Who's a vampire hunter. Married a witch. <laughs> Scared of werewolves. God. Okay. Um, so they leave New Orleans and then Klaus hears that Marcel has like taken over New Orleans and he's like, hmm, I don't know about that because Klaus thinks he's like the king of everything. And he kind of is like, no one can kill him. Um, so... You know, he's not entirely wrong. Is he the only hybrid? Yeah. Well, he's the original hybrid. Original hybrid. Yeah. And he, like, he made he more hybrids. hybrids. Yeah. Um, so By turning werewolves? If he... How does a hybrid made? Aside from being born after a hybrid oh, no. sleeps with a vampire. Okay, uh, a give werewolf. me a second. Because I remember... <laughs> um, I think it's that he bites them? That and then right. Elena, because she's the original doppelganger, her blood heals. Them. Did I just make that up? Uh, yeah, I honestly, it's hard <laughs> to tell. Okay. Because Vampire Diaries mythology feels very. Okay, improvised. I got you. I got you, girl. Wikipedia is our savior today. Um, <laughs> For the okay. Vampire Diaries wiki. Let's see here. Blah blah blah. Creation. Okay. To become a werewolf-vampire hybrid, a werewolf must have either Klaus or Hope. Who's Hope? I don't know. Blood in their I system before they remember. are killed. Hope might oh, be another... because they have to turn into a vampire first. Okay. So they have to take some of Klaus's blood. Um, and then after they have Klaus's blood in their system, the only thing that... Because they die if they don't have the blood of the original doppelganger, uh, yes. a.k.a. Elena. Yes. Because the whole thing was he needed to, like, drain Elena's blood. Do you remember that episode? Halfway. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Um, yeah, I think that's I think that's what it is. Is They have to have Klaus's blood yeah. in their system, then they die, then they have to have some of Elena's blood, and then that prevents them from, mm-hmm. like, dying slowly. Yeah, the lesson I'm learning is that I should rewatch Vampire Diaries. <laughs> I think we should. No, I really want to rewatch Vampire diaries now it's it's got our like seal of approval as Mm -hmm. an official like podcast we are giving approval to both the vampire diaries and the Mm -hmm. originals it's fucking fun solid teen vampire culture Mm -hmm. no it's so just delightful it's so fun minus 
The only thing that would improve the originals in my mind is taking out stupid Davina, a.k.a. Danielle Campbell, who dated, dated, okay, I'm making quotes here, um, <laughs> Louis Tomlinson for like nine months. From One months. Direction. From One Direction. Thank you, Anne. I forget that not everyone knows who Louis Tomlinson is. <laughs> He's the other half of Larry. <laughs> he, oh, yeah. We're going to get into that later, too. <laughs> Jesus. Um, but she just, her mouth is so pouty. I turned to Anne and Maggie. I was like, is her mouth actually like that? Like, is she doing that? I can't tell. <laughs> I couldn't tell either. I was like, well, you know, circumstances are that maybe she's just sad. Yeah. <laughs> she's pouting all the time. But I think that's just the way her face is. That might be true. But she did become um, more sympathetic in the viewer's eyes in the most recent episode that yeah. we watched. We're like, okay, now I get why you're doing everything it is that you're She's doing. She's still a super brat, and I am annoyed by her. But yeah. at least her existence now has some sort of yeah. explanation they could, that makes I feel sense. as though they could have cast somebody with more of a baby face, and they could have aged her down. Like, I don't know why she needs to be 16. I think it yeah. would make more sense if she was 12. They, she either should have been 12 or 18 because we're noticing that she has some like weird fucking vibes with Marcel and then some weird vibes with Elijah. They're just like right. skulking yeah, around her bedroom. Yeah, but she still got this high school crush from this guy who plays the violin, but was apparently allowed to play in a 21 and over venue. Yeah, that was stupid. So we're, we're no very rules. curious about no the liquor rules. laws in the New Orleans of the <laughs> Originals universe. You, there is they an seem open, very lax. There is no open container law, but like I feel like minors still can't be in bars. I feel like that's a pretty standard. Yeah. He didn't have like a like a wristband or anything. No, there was no wristband. <laughs> <laughs> Semantics. Um, yeah, I feel like they should have chosen to make her either younger or older. Mm-hmm. And 16 just feels so arbitrary, you know? Like it should have been either at the cusp of puberty or like the cusp of yeah. adulthood, right? Yeah. Yeah whatever i could have written this show and maybe in the first draft they were 12 and they were like no age these people up let's have some more sex well because appeal. yeah but, exactly like then you can't yeah. create any love triangle and you still shouldn't be able to create any love triangles because she's 16 and marcel is like 150 <laughs> yeah that's actually kind of the weird thing about vampire shows is damon and, and stefan both fall in love with elena who's like i think 15 at the time yep because they are teenagers too in theory except everyone on the vampire diaries looks like they're 30 that's like the yeah. the main issue yeah. but that's kind of the complicated thing about vampire shows okay so here we go question if people are like technically the same age but have lived for different periods of time, like, how do we feel about that? I think it depends on the rules, like, the supernatural rules. Like, if you're the kind of vampire who, like, remembers everything, Mm -hmm. like, every experience you've ever gone through, and you kind of, like... Which is how Vampire Diaries is. So let's use this as, like, our example. There's a point where, like, you're a vampire, and you've been a vampire so long that everyone you know has died, and you kind of, like, long for death. That's part of the romance of Mm -hmm. it. But there's some mythologies where it's, like... No, you're kind of stuck at the maturity level that you got, like, pinned in place at when you became a vampire. And also, like, your memories fade over time. Mm-hmm. Which is, I think, what they do with Thor in the comics. Like, he's immortal, mm-hmm. but he doesn't really get wiser. He's always this kind of, like, sassy redhead. <laughs> uh, or blonde, I suppose, in the uh, in the comics. Because, you know, he's been a god for a thousand years, but he only remembers parts of it. Mm. But I don't. I, I can't be pretend to be an expert in Thor comics. I only read like one or two storylines. 
But I'm saying you could apply those same rules to being a vampire. Look, if you only have hazy memories of your first 70 years of life, but more sharp memories of the past, like, 10, then maybe it's appropriate for you to date a high schooler. But <laughs> if you're, like, the kind of person who was born in 1900 and you remember every minute of that... I think they remember that's everything. Gross. Yeah, that's gross. Yeah, I, I think they remember everything. I, I'm in, like, two minds about it, I think. Because... Like, they can't find 90-year-olds to date. Like, that's <laughs> no true. one's going to watch it's that true. show. <laughs> and that's why I say, like, that's why the originals have this weird touch with each other because they're the only ones who've, like, been alive that long. Yeah. They're their only peers And who understand world. each other's experiences yeah. and are, like, fated <laughs> to be together forever. That sounds so So anyway, crazy. that's the pitch for my... For my originals incest fan fiction. Oh my god. To be written. Um, <laughs> next time Anne and I have four drinks, we're gonna write it. Don't worry. Okay, we'll who, just improvise. Originals who would be your pairing? Would it be Klaus and and Rebecca? No, it would be a well. Um, it. <laughs> Sorry, this is like a weird thing to speculate about. Forgive us. It would be a like a love triangle triangle between with Klaus and Elijah and Rebecca. But then also Haley thrown in there too with the yeah baby. to make it more interesting. <laughs> So technically, there are like five people involved. Um, yes. I think that sounds great. Don't worry. We'll write it. It'll be posted on AO3. There's just such a richness to explore in each of these characters. Because they do feel like like fully fleshed out characters. Like they have motivations. They have mm-hmm. flaws. They have like redemption. Yeah. So I was like, this is a solid program. It's good. <laughs> I, I'm on board. I think people should definitely watch the originals Don't and we're definitely going to keep watching it yeah because we're in it now yeah like we we're just you know along for the ride mm-hmm. before we get into rants which is mm-hmm. a new thing that we're doing i wanted to have new like segment. a quick uh, a quick like update from our bachelor conversation because i still oh. am blown away by what we learned this past oh, week oh yes <laughs> okay i was like where's Dan going with this okay i'm, I'm blown away that uh becca m was reported as a missing person in humboldt county california which in and of itself is just like a bananas headline i'm like wait what because this is somebody who's been you know on our minds she was like kind of my semi-serious prediction as somebody who would make it pretty far in the bachelors because there's a lot of like physical chemistry between her and ari Mm -hmm. um but I don't really see it going to the end because he does seem very freaked out by the fact that she is 22. That's young. Um, He's 36. Yeah. You know, that's I mean, that's totally difference. fair. It's totally fair. But the headline that came out this week was like, oh, Becca M, missing person in Humboldt County, California, found on The Bachelor, which is it a very a dramatic way yeah. of saying that Becca, I guess, decided not to tell her mom that she was going to be on The Bachelor and either, like, lied or for some reason said that she was going to be working on a weed farm in Humboldt County, California, uh, instead of going on The Bachelor. And so when her mom doesn't hear from her from a couple of weeks, she does a totally normal parenting thing to do, which is to say, hey, I haven't heard from my daughter. She's last heard of in this area. Please help. I support the mom in this scenario Ooh, because you should, you know, give people a heads up. If you're going to be gone for several weeks, like you would be if you were on The Bachelor. Um, so the Humboldt County Sheriff's Office like puts her picture up as a missing person and like promotes it on their Facebook account. And somebody in Bachelor Nation 
follows the Humboldt County Sheriff on their Facebook. And they're like, um, this is Becca M. And her, she's been on TV for weeks now. Like, she's not, she's not missing. She's under your nose. So the real, the real people who let everybody down in this situation are, I'm sorry to say it, the Humboldt County the Sheriff's, Sheriff's Department yeah. oh who didn't God. bother to Google the name of their missing person because a quick Google search would have solved this missing person's case. Well, not necessarily <laughs> because when she was reported missing was probably when the show was taping, which was before like there oh. would have been as much information about her. Okay. So is because this was reported this week. It was. But you're right. This would have been weeks ago. So why is this only coming out now? Mm. I have no idea. Is it because the sheriff's department was so embarrassed? I mean, maybe it's really embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, I don't, Yeah. I don't know if, like, the person who discovered it came out with the story or whether a reporter, like, sniffed it out or... Mm-hmm. I don't really know, but... For some reason, this is... This is the headline of this week. Yeah, because she would Which have is been a very a, entertaining headline. It's a good headline. Nobody got hurt. No. You know, and maybe give some insight into a little bit more of what Becca M is like outside of The Bachelor, which is perhaps a very adventurous woman mm-hmm. who is not always honest with her parents, mm. which could lead to a very interesting uh, hometown, hometown mm. if she makes it that far, which now I'm hoping that she does. So that's our little... Uh, palate cleanser <laughs> it's we just had to acknowledge it it yeah. was ridiculous both Anne and my friend becca sent it to me while i was meeting our executive director candidate uh-huh this, this is your week. friend becca not becca from the bachelor oh yeah oh that's confusing <laughs> jesus they're spelled Sorry. differently they are spelled differently there's Becca, and then there's my friend becca <laughs> who spells her name the real way because what they say on um that podcast right how to make friends Woo-hoo. they call her Becca. how to make friends or not here to make friends it's called here to make friends. Ah. Or it's called, yeah. What here to make friends. Here to make friends. Yeah. Because the point is that they're friendly. Um, it's the HuffPost podcast about The Bachelor. It's very good. I like it a lot. It's like yeah, a refreshing feminist take and they have guests every week and a lot of times they're people from Bachelor Nation. It's very good. I recommend it. Vodka Lemstan fans listen to Here to Make Friends. Yeah. We're going to make lots of podcast recommendations yeah. because we're obsessed. That's why we started our own fucking podcast. Yeah. We're genuine <laughs> podcast lovers. If you're if you're starting a podcast and you've never heard another podcast before, you're a psychopath. But if you're a fan of podcasts and you're starting your own podcast, mm-hmm. you're just joining a community of wonderful creators. It's true. And I do like that we have, that we do like cover, like we watch some of this or watch, oh my God, listen to some of the same podcast, mm-hmm. but we also cover a lot of ground separately. And I think that's good. Yeah. Anyway, this show's great. You're great <laughs> for listening to it. Let's do rants. Okay. You're going to go first. How are we doing on time? Uh, we're, we're doing good. We're, it's like 47 minutes. Okay, solid. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay. So I, rem- I reminded myself what, what, oh. what bone I had to pick this week. Oh, yes. Lay it on me. Which is a bone. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a fantastic beast bone, which is one that I feel like a lot of my peers have. Oh, my God, yes. Because the news that came out specifically this week, and it leads to other bones I have to pick about the entire franchise, uh, is that Dumbledore... The character played by Jude Law in the, you know, upcoming film Fantastic Beasts 2. Whatever it's called. Uh, who cares anymore? Will not be explicitly gay. 
And it's like, why? Why not? Why not, though? Because apparently he's always been gay, according to J.K. Rowling's Twitter account. Mm -hmm. Not canonically, because, what, she was too cowardly to put it in the actual Well, it was like between the lines. Oh, like subliminal. Sure. Okay. It was implied. Which, like, why not? Like, I'll take something. Because if you are creating a bunch of movies afterwards, like, maybe it'll happen there. Especially Mm -hmm. if the entire point is to have a little bit more backstory on Grindelwald and Dumbledore and their gay gayness that they share together as super gay. Well, we know that he was gay. Was Probably. Why not? Well, no, no. Grindelwald. Like, I mean, this could have been very... um, One-sided? Yeah. Could have been unrequited. Well, that's not exciting at all. I think it should have been a very passionate love affair. Well, or Grindelwald could have, like, used him with sex. Oh, that also would have been interesting. Either way, they should make out. <laughs> and if that's not going to happen, then why even make the films in the first place? It's true. What are you adding to the universe if you're not building on the characters, right? right? Which is just like a cherry on top of a gigantic... <laughs> I'm so angry. Words. I know. It's okay. It's the cherry on top of the gigantic shit Sunday yeah. that is the anger I have towards J.K. Rowling as a creator these days. Because not only was I tricked into seeing a Johnny Depp movie against my will after all of his abuse allegations came out, Mm -hmm. um, when I decided I was done with him forever, Mm -hmm. and I went and I saw the first Fantastic Beast movie, and it's like, psych, this isn't Colin Farrell. Grindelwald is actually Johnny Depp. And I'm like, no, I don't want this. I don't like this. I hate this. And how dare they not recast this very small part in this very big movie after all of this trash comes out about who is apparently a horrible person, Mm -hmm. Johnny Depp, which is upsetting for me because I was really into Tim Burton fans as a teen, Mm -hmm. and that's most of them are also Johnny Depp films. So I'm angry about it. I was tricked into seeing a Johnny Depp movie. And also, it wasn't even a good movie. It didn't explore any of, like, the universe or what wizarding is like in the United States, which is what I would have been interested in. It was just, like, a lot of really boring crud. So don't bother seeing Fantastic Beasts if you haven't. It's how I feel. And after that, it's like, oh, yeah, we're still going to have Johnny Depp in the next one because, like, yeah, like, I recognize that, like, he's been a bad thing, but, like, we don't know the situation, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, we're going to keep him. Which, like, J.K. Rowling signed off on and endorsed. And that's when I'm just like, okay, I'm done with you. And I'm done with your crap content. Everything that you've produced after the seventh book has been trash. And I definitely include, like, The Cursed Child in that. Because it... That was published fan fiction. It was published shitty fan fiction. I didn't even read it, and I know that. And it messed up the rules of time travel as established in the third book, which is the best book. Mm, It is. So I'm done with her. Mm -hmm. I'm done with the franchise. I'm trying to hold on for my love for the first seven books, but she's making it real fucking hard. That's what I have to say about Fantastic Beasts. I honestly don't know why she didn't stop like I understand like why didn't she just keep writing new books like why couldn't you just write under a pseudonym write your weird like British countryside fiction 
and leave this universe alone. Like I want people. And that's why when we were at trivia this week and we were talking about Big Little Lies season two, I was like, this is bullshit. Because when you take something super successful that's finite and you try and add on to it, it goes wrong. Like it always goes wrong. Star Wars prequels. Yeah. So I'm just really frustrated because it is hard to keep loving what was a really significant part of our childhood. Like I started reading Harry Potter when I was six years old. Like I associate my childhood with Harry Potter and I know that that is not universal, but like near near universal it's common ground for a lot of our generation mm-hmm. and i'm really oh my god let's talk about how much we love harry potter i'm like i don't feel like it yeah because i'm pissed yeah especially now like i think that's like the biggest slap in the face is with everything that has come out over the past like five months mm-hmm. that people are it's ignoring the values of the generation that consumed your universe it's yeah. like we are bought into the Me Too movement. We're not here for abusers. Mm-hmm. And we are very here for queerness yeah. and gayness. And so just give us what we want, which is no abusers and lots of gayness. But it's the opposite. We're getting the opposite. It's true. It's And it yeah, it just feels super tactless. And what's even the point? Like, I don't really understand. Like, I don't think Johnny Depp has a big enough draw these days to, no. like, attract a different no like audience <laughs> to this movie who is it for like that's actually a really good question i'm not really sure who the audience of fantastic beasts is supposed to be at this point because like kids don't harry care. potter stands who are like willing to go for it no matter what but like poor eddie redmayne i feel bad for eddie redmayne in all of this you yeah. don't deserve this he's also in jupiter ascending he was i'm so excited for when we watch <laughs> jupiter ascending um we're yeah that's gonna be awesome um yeah, I just and the fact that they signed off on so many movies from the beginning, I'm just like, why? Why did you no. do that? Irredeemable. Not here for it. No. Even if they turned it into a really good CW show, I wouldn't be here for it. Unless J.K. Rowling wasn't involved, honestly. Mm, and yeah. I, I hate even it's like saying thanks for that. your service, but you're done. Like Angela Lansbury, yeah. I don't want to hear what you have to say anymore. Yeah. I just want to like enjoy Diane what you Keaton. already produced. Yeah. Fuck Diane. I know. Fuck Diane Keaton. Fuck Diane Keaton. Um. Which actually segues really well into my rant. Oh, good. In a very, very roundabout way. Do you have anything else to say about Fantastic Beasts? I've said my piece. Okay. Don't tell me what I think of Fantastic Beasts. Or don't ask me what I think because I'm not going to see it and I'm going to judge you for seeing it. That's my conclusion. That's a solid take. Yeah, I didn't even see the first one. Good. I had no interest. I didn't read The Cursed Child either. I was like, this looks stupid. Yeah, It's so bad. I spent years of my life reading Harry Potter fan fiction. Like, I don't need to pay to read it, you know? Mm -hmm. It's free on the internet and sexier, too. It is. Yeah, no. So gay. (laughs) It's gayer on the internet. Fuck you, J.K. Rowling. Okay. I feel like we need to say, like, end of ad, but we don't have ads. (laughs) I know. For a quick... For parachute, uh, just parachute. Kidding. They make sheets. We have a parachute showroom <laughs> in Portland. Actually, fun fact: we should go. <laughs> we should check it out. Yeah, basically anything that's ever advertised on a podcast, we should just go see. We should make it our own. Yeah, I'll, I'll I give have you the a tour of my office. <laughs> we'll make the cash app. Oh yeah, we'll look at Warby Parker. Uh, there was like a mod cloth pop up shop, but they don't really do. They advertise for mod cloth on here to make friends. Oh, because it's like very much their audience. 
um, my favorite murder. Oh, oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Anyway, sorry, <laughs> that was <laughs> okay. But that's even like more on brand now that I said end of ad because I say that because obviously I'm thinking of the Pod Save America crew. Yeah. And it's been established at this point that Ann and I are huge Crooked Media fans. We're friends of the pod. We are friends of the pod. All, many pods, not just one. Many, many of the pods. Um, and I was Skyping with my friend Ella this uh, week, and she is an internet herpes activist, so that's fun. Um, I thought she wasn't doing that anymore. Well, no, but like historically, like, and that's what her... Um, you might know her from her work You as. might know her from her work as an internet herpes activist, and that's like what her, um, a lot of her blog content is. So if you search Ella Dawson, you will find a lot of herpes-related material. Or her response to the cat person, New York Magazine Yes, story. bad sex. It's good. I do like that one. Yeah, it's good. I bookmarked it. <laughs> Anyway, my friend Ella is really cool. We like her. We like her a lot. Um, and I was Skyping with her this week, and we were talking about podcasts, obviously, because I actually introduced her to Pod Save America when she was visiting me in Portland last year. So you're welcome, Ella. Um, and she listens to the 538 podcast and told me that she has discovered that there is 538 fan fiction about Nate Silver. And I was like, that's... This is so entertaining. Not to, to me. like shit on Nate Silver. <laughs> like that's the last thing I wanted. Well, actually, I don't feel that bad about it. But um, I was just like, that is such an interesting thing that like there are a lot of people who write five thirty eight Nate Silver fan fiction. Like I'm so <laughs> intrigued by that. And so obviously, I was like, wait, podcast fan fiction. This is an area that I haven't even considered until just now. <laughs> and so immediately, I search Pod Save America Ao three. Perfect. AKA archive of our own, which is the only place to read fan fiction these days. If you respect yourself, mm. fanfiction.net is dead. Um, live journal is dead. Everything's mm. well, dead yeah, except AO3. Live journal is definitely dead. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's sad though. Cause people have like deleted their journals. And so a lot of fic mm. has just like died. It's in a fic graveyard. No, I know it's very sad. Anyway. Um, so I searched pod save America fan fiction. I'm like, Holy shit. There are 228 fics. In the Pod Save America RPF fandom, which... Did we explain what RPF is? Oh, yeah. Sorry. Um, We didn't set that up well. Uh, (laughs) So RPF is called Real People Fiction. It's Mm -hmm. kind of a divisive category of fan fiction because what you're used to, what you think of when you think about fan fiction is you think of Harry Potter, you think of Star Trek, you think of... um, like twilight yeah you think of media and people Mm -hmm. writing about characters people writing about fiction right um so rpf is divisive because it's about obviously real people so i think one of the best examples of rpf is one direction Mm -hmm. like a lot of people yeah there's a reply all episode (laughs) where they talk about like larry culture which Mm -hmm. is people who ship harry and lewis Louis. Louis. Fuck. It's okay. He's the one I care the least about, so I always pronounce his name wrong. I mean, I don't have a problem with that. I just have to correct it because that's like my One Direction fan in me. Well, yeah, and I'm glad that you did because otherwise people would have tweeted at me and been like, um, you don't even know that his name is Louis. That's my job. My job is to is to monitor this. Um, anyway, so real people fiction. I don't know. I was weirded out by it. Like, in all honesty, like, I was weirded out by it when I first um saw it and then obviously it's delicate it's delicate but 
you you just have to be careful about your approach. Like Anne and I were talking about this earlier when I was talking about wanting to rant about RPF and Pod Save America, um, because there are people who convince themselves that their version of reality is correct. Mm-hmm. So, like Anne mentioned, there are the Larrys, the people who believe that Harry Styles and Louis Tomlinson fell in love and. 2010 while they were on the x factor i don't even know if that's right 2009 it doesn't matter um and people who believe that they're like basically married and have been together this entire time and will like jump down people's throat if they disagree with them Mm -hmm. right and then you have on the other side the antis the people who think that harry and louis have not been in a relationship (laughs) i think it's a very entertaining idea but it's fantasy Well, and, like, it's one thing, like, okay, when Ella and I were Skyping, I was thinking about Ronan Farrow for some reason, and I was like, I would be shocked if John Lovett and Ronan Farrow hadn't, like, given each other handies at some point. Like, I would be shocked. And Ella was like, oh, I didn't even know Ronan Farrow was gay. And I realized I didn't know either, so I Googled him, and it's, like, basically acknowledged that he's gay. It's not, like, he's never come out. He's, like, a... Anderson Cooper. Yeah, exactly. Um, and there is a but lot. But Anderson Cooper has come out since then. Right? Yeah, he has. Okay. Um, Historically like Anderson Cooper. Exactly. And there is a lot of speculation and it looks like Ronan Farrow and John Lovett were actually like in some sort of on again, off again. Like, I don't really, like, again, I don't know. I don't know their lives. Like, maybe it was exclusive. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was... It went on for a long time. Maybe it didn't, like... Very entertained by the idea. I'm making all kinds of faces. (laughs) Anne is making some great faces right now. Um, Anyway, so I think we can say safely that stuff happened between Ronan Farrow and John Lovett. And the reason why I think I was led there was because at the Live Love It or Leave It show in Portland, John Lovett lost his fucking shit Mm, over Woody Allen. And it was called for. No, I mean, it was absolutely called for, but it was, like, especially impassioned. But, yeah, I... Felt it in my body. Yeah. I was like, oh, this isn't like it felt a comedy personal. podcast anymore. It felt anymore. personal. Yeah. And I was thinking about it and I was like, that would totally make sense if him and Ronan had been involved and he had been connected to the family mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he would take mm-hmm. it in a much more personal way than anyone. Because no one obviously is going to say good things about Woody Allen unless you're stupid. No. Fuck you, Diane Keaton. Yeah, seriously. Fuck you, Diane Keaton. Um, but John Lovett had like a, if it felt, it felt very personal. Yeah. Um, so that's Lita's weirdly intuitive um, celebrity relationship radar. I don't know. I don't really know what to call it. <laughs> um, I'm really good at things that don't matter. <laughs> like these, we think of celebrity in terms of like A-list, B-list, C-list. Yeah. But it's really, I feel like when we introduce podcasting and journalism into the mix, it's not like about like lists. It's about, so it's like celebrity, but it's like people who are not necessarily household names. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's true. Which, does that make it more strange that there is RPF written about them if they're so niche in their demographic? Well, okay. So I think they're niche in their demographic, but I think their demographic actually um, overlaps really well with fan fiction writers because Mm -hmm. fan fiction writers tend to be in their 20s and 30s. And that's not to say there aren't people who are younger and older. There absolutely are. But the vast majority of people who write fan fiction are in their 20s and 30s. Yeah, if you draw a bell curve, the, mm-hmm. the peak is in the 20s and 30s. Exactly. Um, and I think the vast majority of Pod Save America 
listeners, Crooked Media fans are in their 20s and 30s. Mm-hmm. Um, and Probably like college grads for the most mm-hmm. part. Yeah, exactly. Which is why I sort of demonstrated to Anna, I was thinking about if you put intelligence and age on a graph, right? Mm-hmm. The people who write Pod Save America fan fiction would be right in that top cor- in that top right corner, right? Mm-hmm. Because they are probably some of the oldest and some of the like most educated, most educated most years of, of the like, fan fiction writers. Education. Yeah. Unlike, you know, I don't know, the catfish fandom where everyone's probably like about 15. Oh my god, we'll get into that later. <laughs> don't worry, we will have an episode about catfish. Lita has a lot of feelings. Mm-hmm. Um Which is why it was really interesting. I tried to open the Pod Save America AO3 on my phone when I was at work. And it kept saying that there were zero works. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, I was on the website last night (laughs) and there were 228. And then I realized every single fic in the entire fandom was locked to non-users of the archive. Every single one. And I read someone's author note, which was like... You know, we know these people Google themselves on a regular Mm -hmm. basis. Like, please keep this internal. So I think it's also like a very insular, not in a bad way, but like insular fandom in that they really don't want them to know. And that's Yeah, it's like I recognize like this fantasy that I'm publishing is boundary crossing. Therefore, I want to keep it as private as I can in the context that it's in. And not necessarily boundary crossing because... Like, I think the line is, it's fine for you to use your imagination and you can imagine whatever you want and you can share that imagination with anyone, but it's when you can start convincing yourself that it's reality Mm -hmm. and you start Mm -hmm. insisting that it's reality that becomes a problem. And I think that's where the like Larry's and anti's divide comes in where people like think they know better than other people. Um, and the example I used with Anne was, it's like one thing for me to be like, oh, love it. And Ronan like probably gave each other handies in like a super nonchalant, but also true way. Um, (laughs) I'm just going to not comment on it. (laughs) Um, but on the other hand, if you're like, and I used an example that has come up in several fanfics that I've read, Tommy and Lovett hooked up in New Orleans at John Favreau's bachelor party. Like if you're convinced that that happened, like you need to take a minute mm-hmm. and you need to evaluate why you think that. Yeah. Um, because that's definitely a fantasy and that's fine. Like fantasize about whatever you want, but let's keep it there. Yeah. Right. Cause these yeah. are real people and we have to respect them. Yeah. You can write whatever you want um on fan fiction like you can't write whatever whatever you want like there are lines there, but yeah but it's about like deciding what are those lines and who draws them and why are they there and mm-hmm. what purpose do they serve and this is all part of the conversation that if you just bust past ignore and like i'm like i'm gonna do whatever i want then mm-hmm. it's like this is destructive behavior it is and so rpf divisive i enjoy it i read a lot of pod save america fan fiction over the past five days like a lot I do want you to send me your favorites. Oh, hell yes, I will. <laughs> I've been sending them to Ella all week. Um, <laughs> so then the names are really funny. The one with the most kudos. So the way Archive of Our Own works is you can organize by hits, like the number of times people have visited. Kudos, the number of times people have like, I don't know, left kudos. I don't really know how else to describe that. Um, so I usually sort by kudos and the with the most kudos in the Pods of America fandom is called Must Love Pundit. I love it. There's also A Better Way to Wed. 
I, which I just think is really funny. <laughs> um, and I won't get too far into it because it's going to make me sound really weird. Um, yeah. But there's some, <laughs> it a good way. there's some delight there and I'll share it with Anne. And if you really want to know, you can DM us. <laughs> Yeah, we're we're not gonna we're not gonna just come out and tweet it, but if nah. you want to send us a little private nah. message, like we'll maybe again, we're really trying to be stuff. respectful. Like these are people exactly. we support; they're people we admire. Um, and in no way do we want to like cause them any harm or like cause any of the fan fiction writers harm. Like I completely support mm-hmm. what they're doing, and I want to protect their anonymity. And yeah, that's my that's my little spiel. Did I cover everything? Yep. Okay. Cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a delicate topic, but I think you covered it well. Thank you. It reminds me of in, in Bob's Burgers, um, the daughter, Tina, writes uh, EFF, erotic friend fiction, where it's just like about her own friends. But she's just like a 13-year-old girl, yeah. and I'm like, that seems normal. I did that when I was 15. <laughs> yeah, I never wrote it down, but you know, it's the only I thing I ever it. thought it's, about the entire time I was in high school. <laughs> so... Great. Should cool. we finish up with our signature game? We should finish up with our signature game. All right. Our signature game, if you're not aware, we pick a public figure and a fan. Or multiple. multiple. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. A set mm-hmm. of public figures. Mm-hmm. Um, whether they be politicians or celebrities of some sort or journalists. Uh, and we select a fandom and we discuss about, you know, how that public figure engages in that fandom. Like, basically, who's their fave? And if relevant, who is their OTP, their one true pairing? Um, so, yeah, let's get to it. Um, because we're not too far away from the State of the Union, which we went to trivia instead. Yeah, We didn't fuck watch that. it because we're not getting paid to watch it, so why would you? Um, but folks gave some responses to the State of the Union. Those folks included Joe Kennedy, mm-hmm. who is a representative from Massachusetts. Yes. And Bernie Sanders. Mm-hmm. Senator from Vermont, mm-hmm. uh, both registered. Well, uh, are they both Democrats or is Bernie an independent? Because he ran as a Democrat, but I don't he know. He ran as a Democrat. Anyway, we might as well just lump him in there. It's fine. we don't know. They're not Republicans, so they gave a response <laughs> to the State of the Union. Uh, and Joe's was like the official. And yeah, Bernie's yeah. was like Bernie's. Bernie's was Bernie's. Fine. Um, mm-hmm. And we've selected, obviously, the Vampire Diaries universe, which does include the originals. It does. Uh, and we're, we're just going to go from there. And we haven't, like, we discussed this, but we did not think about we it. So you're getting a, a fresh take. Yeah. Okay, who are we, are we starting with Joe? Let's do it. Okay, we don't actually know that much about Joe. No, I just know that he's a Kennedy. He's a Kennedy. He's a ginger. He's 37, <laughs> I think. I don't yeah, know why I know that. he's on the younger that. side. He's born in 1980, which I must have read on I Twitter. I 37. Oh, yeah. good job, you know. Luda. Um... Fan of chapstick? I don't know. Fan of chapstick. He's very idealistic. Yeah. Um, well spoken. Mm-hmm. Okay, so but like let's, polished. Polished. Yeah. Let's get into it, and which makes sense because he's from this established family. Yeah. Like, there's a routine there. Okay. Who would Joe Kennedy's favorite character in the Vampire Diaries universe be? I feel like because he's from an old family. Are you going to say Elijah? I, I, I feel yes. like I have to say Elijah. Yeah. Because, because of being from an old family and mm-hmm. that, that being like tied to a certain amount of tragedy and struggle oh, and absolutely. pain, especially being a Kennedy, mm-hmm. um, but also like controversy and, mm-hmm. and like, you know, secrets and such. Um, 
I'm drawn to the originals as like being, you know, something that Joe Kennedy would be drawn to. Yeah. But then out of the originals, the characters that you have are Klaus, who is iconic. He's psycho. Um, Rebecca, who is wild. Mm-hmm. And Elijah, who whose main thing is like he wears suits and he keeps his promises. Yeah. So I think he doesn't fuck around. Yeah, but I feel like Joe mm-hmm. Kennedy aspires to be an Elijah type. I think that makes sense. That was exactly where I was leaning because I feel like no one else really fits the mold, um, in the same, in the same mm-hmm. way, mm-hmm. you know. So I completely support that, one hundred percent, Elijah. Perfect. Okay. Let's move on to Bernie. So Mm -hmm. we know about Bernie that he is more radical, more kooky, um, likes to mix things up. Yeah. Introduce some unpredictability. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to be lumped in to the the crowd. Okay. So if we were thinking about Bernie, oh, this one's kind of hard. Okay. Okay. Let's take a second. Bernie's favorite character in the Vampire Diaries. I wonder if it's Alaric from Uh, Vampire Diaries? Because he's just like kind of introduced and we think he's one thing and then he turns into another thing, but Mm -hmm. we're still kind of fond of him, but it's ultimately unpredictable. Okay, we can put him on the list. For some reason, I'm like, I'm... We're getting in the right region. Okay, so... I'm trying to, like, go through my mental Rolodex of Vampire Diaries. (laughs) And they're, I mean, you feel free to list them. Yeah, okay, so, and I'm just gonna, like, cross them off immediately. So, not Elena. No. Not Damon. No, certainly not. Not Bonnie. No. I think if I were to think of any in, like, that sort of, like, main, like, OG grouping... I would say, like, I could probably make an argument for Caroline, and I could probably make an argument for Stefan, but I don't feel, like, super drawn to either of them. Yeah, I'm not, I would say not Stefan, because Stefan, to me, is, like, like the the intro. Mm. Like, he's, like, the very sort of, like, plain and, like, you know, like, I'm the vampire boyfriend. And it just feels uncreative in the same way that, like, feeling, like, Archie is like the but best character. But then he becomes the Ripper. Then he becomes like that's true. Like I feel like he's super unpredictable because all of a sudden, oh yeah, he's all he's a place. fucking Ripper and he's taking people's heads off. Yeah, but I, I still it's still jive. like yeah no I feel that. So I see yeah I, I see what you're saying, but it does, it's not a good fit. Mm-hmm. Why do you say Caroline? I think Caroline is one of the more interesting characters on the Vampire Diaries because she goes. Through. Sorry, it sounds like I'm talking really loud because the heat just kicked off. Um, <laughs> yep. I mean, you're going to hear fridge, you're going to hear heat, and that's because I don't want my food to melt and I don't want to be cold. We're in so... a kitchen. Like, deal with it. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so Caroline, I think, goes through the most interesting journey. Like, she starts off as this super vapid girl who's being taken advantage of by Damon, basically being used as a blood bag. Yeah. Um, I know, it's gross. Um And then she becomes a vampire and goes through this whole, like, adaptation period and becomes, I think, like, the most sympathetic character. Like, she stands up for people and all of a sudden she has this strength and this fierceness that she didn't have before that becoming a vampire gave her. And I don't know. It's just, like, crazy to see how much she grew from being this, like, again, very vapid 
girl with not a lot to offer to Mm -hmm. like one of the more compelling people on the show so bernie is drawn to that like growth and like becoming cognizant because we're not necessarily saying like which character are they yeah no we're saying who is their favorite that's true i think the growth is really interesting i think um she makes a good because bernie obviously like appealed to young voters like he, he he appealed to um the younger populations and i think caroline is a really good example of someone you know who started out young and grows into this like more capable more interesting more developed person we're almost getting to like caroline would have voted for bernie instead of bernie (laughs) (laughs) has caroline as his favorite character but those don't have to be different no it's it's true i just like i have a hard time like pinning any of the originals right like mm-hmm. I, I don't see it i don't because they're it. they're like establishment but in a toxic way yeah. and i feel like bernie would be drawn to like a good character like good at like heart you yeah. know pure um of heart. pure of heart um but not boring like elena's fucking boring mm-hmm. for a mm-hmm. lot of the series and it's like why are these two guys fighting over her other than the obvious like they fell in love with her doppelganger 200 years ago bit like <laughs> that bit classic <laughs> um but who hasn't been there am i right but she just doesn't have as much to offer she doesn't like she does become a vampire but it's her story is always so entwined in demon and stefan's story mm-hmm. um and that's why like when nina dobrev left the show julie pleck defended the move saying the show has always been about stefan and demon it was never about elena um and that's why I don't think Elena is a character he would be especially drawn to because yeah, so she's she was kind of tertiary. Yeah, she yeah. was. Um, and she, like, yeah, exactly. Her journey was tied to Damon and Stefan's, whereas Caroline was doing her own thing. She was forging her own path. She became what she was meant yeah. to be. I feel like you've convinced me. I feel like <laughs> I see this, like, burning for Caroline. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, great. <laughs> do we want to wrap it up? Um, what about Blumenauer? Do you, oh, do you still want to do Blumenauer for okay. another time? Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, I'm on board. Next time on Vodka Lips. Oh, yeah. Wait. So, little <laughs> teaser. I've been doing a lot of planning about our future episodes. There's a lot that's coming down the pike. There is a lot of, like, really interesting media coming out. So, buckle up for... A Black Panther take. Mm-hmm. We're going to see Black Panther the Friday night after it comes out. Um, Very soon. But I know. I'm realizing that. Like, it's... it's. I can't believe it's February. That's so crazy. Um, I've been really excited about the movie Dear Simon for mm-hmm. a really long mm-hmm. time, starring mm-hmm. the kid from Melissa and Joey, if you ever watched Melissa and Joey on Freeform, not. which I did. <laughs> um, but it's finally, like... The way I keep describing it is finally the queer community gets a stupid rom-com and they deserve a stupid rom-com. Bless. Um, (laughs) And it's also produced by Greg Berlanti of Arrow, Supergirl, Riverdale. Like he is the like teen TV show producer. So I think it's going to be really interesting. Um, We have what I'm affectionately referring to as teen cancer. Yikes. Sorry. There's a lot of media coming out. There's a lot. Around the topic. Yeah. Life sentence with... Lucy Hale, there's a Netflix show that's coming, there's a Netflix movie that's coming, there's a lot going on. It's trending, and we are all about Mm -hmm. sniffing out the trends, Mm -hmm. so you're welcome. There's also, as we um, teased before, we're going to go into Catfish. Catfish is happening. Catfish. So there's a lot, there's a lot coming. 
We have a lot of surprises in We're store for We're very Catfish. excited about it. We have surprises? Oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't want to. I, I got wanna, it. I got it. Yeah. I don't want to say mm-hmm. just yet, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it's going to be worth it. Maybe I'll read an excerpt of my <laughs> fan fiction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, excellent. So I'm excited for it. You're excited for it. Yep. Um, keep up with the pod at Vodka Lem Stand on Twitter. Uh, that's where we'll be tweeting out new episodes and retweeting just like fun stuff. It's like politics yeah. and pop culture, aka yeah. exactly what we're about. Uh, can't wait. Should we cheers one more time? Cheers one more okay. time. Bye.